Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Dennis Consorte, and he's going to tell us a little bit about himself, and we're going to get to hear about his dreams and goals. Dennis, how you doing? I am doing amazingly well. How you doing, Tim? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for asking. So yeah, tell us a little bit about, I didn't put a title after your name, so just tell us a little bit about what you do and what you like to do for fun. I do a lot of stuff. And the easiest way to explain what I do is I am a digital marketing and operations consultant for small businesses and startups. And I really enjoy what I do. So that fits into the fun category. And in addition to that, I do other stuff. Uh, My wife and I like food. So I like to eat. That's one of my activities or total foodies. And I meditate a little bit. I'm trying to get back into better shape and really just, I'm trying to spend more time working on my overall wellness. So those are some of the things I'm into. Gotcha. Gotcha. And by overall wellness, you don't just mean the physical part, but like emotional, spiritual. Gotcha. All of the dimensions. Exactly. One of my biggest clients is a company called one in one life. And the entire framework of the site is built around the seven dimensions of wellness, including things like financial wellness, which I know is big for your audience. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, It's one of the biggest barriers, I think, to actually living the dream. So financial wellness is a very important thing. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about your motivation. You know, what gets you up and keeps you going every day? It's a really long story. I'll try to tell the short version. I started my first business back in the early 2000s. It was a DVD rental company, and I sold it to another company uh, about two years later, worked for them, and then pivoted and discovered that I could use all of these digital marketing skills to help a number of companies. So that's how I started my digital marketing career. Fast forward to maybe five or six years ago, maybe a little longer, And I had an agency. I had a bunch of full-time employees. I had way more clients than I knew how to serve. I wasn't ready for it at the time. And I burned out. It was just, it was too much. I took on too many clients. I grew too fast. I didn't know how to lead my team in the right way. And I actually took a couple of years off in order to figure out what my purpose was. And in fact, I would say that I had lost my sense of purpose when I had that experience with my company. And when I took that time off, it it gave me the opportunity to realize that it isn't just about money. It isn't just about growing as fast as you can. It's about doing meaningful work and helping people and enjoying what you do. And so I made a promise to myself and I said, you know what, moving forward, I want to take on clients where I know that I really believe in what they do and who they are and what they're trying to achieve. And so I actually say no to a lot of people who want to work with me. 
And the clients that I do work with, I give a hundred percent. And that means just really helping them to realize what their dreams are in the best way that I know how. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. And so your burning out led you to that. I really want to be doing meaningful work. I really want to be helping people. I really want to be enjoying what I do. And you kind of help people do those three things and like figure that out for themselves and kind of hone in on it. Yeah. One of the most amazing things about the United States, and and there are a lot of amazing things about our country and and some things that are not so amazing. One of the amazing things about living here is we are so fortunate to be able to start our own businesses, to have a chance at success that you don't get in many other places. And we don't all start at the same place. It's harder for some people than for others, but at least we have that opportunity. And that really drives me because I know that entrepreneurs, startups, small businesses, These are the things that give people hope. And that's what we really need right now. When I look at this this pandemic and the lockdown that was uh, instituted in order to help us get through it, uh, I believe there were a lot of great intentions there. And I do believe that uh, we should do what we need to do to take care of one another's health. I do think that's important. I also think that there were some unintended consequences of the lockdown. People had significant mental health issues. People were depressed. People were committing suicide. People's businesses were failing because they weren't allowed to open their doors. And so being able to help small businesses and others in order to rejuvenate their dreams and open their doors back up and realize their full potential and employ people and provide services and products that people want and need, that is really meaningful work. And when we achieve it, when we do a really good job with that, we're giving other people hope because they look at the companies that we work with and they say, wow, look at the amazing stuff they're doing. I can do that too. And that's what really drives me. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. I love how at the root of it all, it's like that providing hope for people in especially dark times in the past year and a half, two years, you know, so that's very admirable. Thank you for doing what you do. I appreciate it. I couldn't do it by myself. My clients are doing the work too. I'm just helping them. I'm helping them to create that vision for everybody else. And and that, that really matters. And I think that even though it sounds like that's at the forefront of what I do, it's also at the forefront of what other people do. When you get up and you go to work every day, that creates hope for other people. That inspires people. When you start a business, that inspires people. And if I can help you in some small way, that inspires me. Yeah, absolutely. And so do you keep that um, perspective in mind when you're hitting the rough parts of your job or are there rough parts of your job that you need to like get motivated through? There are. And that's where I think that trying to lead a more balanced life makes it a little bit easier. I'm not perfect at that. I definitely do not sleep as much as I should. 
I definitely don't exercise as much as I'd like to. I do know that when I do more of those things, it helps me through the tougher times. And I'm a practicing stoic. So one of the core principles that I believe in is to really just focus on what's in your control. There's a lot of stuff that's out of your control. You can't do a whole lot about it. You could be angry about it. You could be sad, but that's not going to necessarily change your situation. So I try to focus on those things that are within my control because I know that if I put the work in, I can move the needle. I think that that's uh, just a really practical perspective that people can try. Awesome. I have actually never heard, I didn't, being a practicing stoic, um, is it like a belief system or is it like a, like explain it to me? It's a philosophy. So most people, when they hear the word stoic or stoicism, they think about the modern definition, which is you have no emotions, you don't smile, you don't laugh, you don't cry, you don't do any of those things. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the philosophy of Stoicism that uh, probably the most well-known Stoic would be Marcus Aurelius. And if you read some of his work, it actually ties into what would be uh, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy today. And again, it all goes to focusing on what's in your control and understanding that there are things that are out of your control. So that, that's how you can live a happy life. And you can still be an emotional stoic. You can, you can understand that different uh, events and different ideas are going to make you feel different ways. They're going to make you happy, sad, angry, whatever. That's just being human. It's that moment between getting that feeling and then acting upon it that matters. So you, you react to an outside stimulus, and then you have a brief moment where you say, okay, how do I want to respond to this? Do I want to respond in anger? Is that going to produce a good outcome? Do I want to respond in a more constructive way? What do I want to do? That's, that's really what stoicism is about. And I'll give you one meditation that I do. It's a guided meditation. You can, you can look them up on YouTube. There, there are plenty of examples of it. This one's called A View From Above. And the whole idea of it is that we all have our problems. And if you can figure out how to make those problems feel a bit smaller, then it becomes easier to manage them. So A View From Above, what you do is you picture yourself where you're sitting and you imagine seeing yourself from the outside. And then you think about who you are, what your problems are, what you're trying to deal with that day, if you have any anxieties, whatever it is. And then you zoom out and now you're 50 feet above your home and you're looking down on yourself and now you're really small. And all of those problems that, you're ha that you have are also really small. And you realize that there are so many other people around you and they've all got stuff going on too. We've all got challenging lives that we have to deal with. And then you zoom out further and eventually you're in outer space, you're looking at the earth and you realize that you can't even see the tiny dot that you are. And the problems that you have are, 
they're not they're not even visible from that perspective. And then what you do is you bring yourself back to earth and you realize, you know what, I've got stuff that I have to deal with, but in the universe, it's not that big a deal. I can do it. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That perspective. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing about stoicism and educating me on it. Um, we're going to jump into the next part of our show, which is all about your dreams and your goals. So if you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, just your vision for your life, and it can be professional, personal, anything, let us know. In a perfect world, my vision would be to help as many people as I can to find their path to happiness in whatever way that is, so long as they don't harm other people. That's what I want to achieve. How I get there, there are so many pathways to get there. Uh, the path that I've chosen is to help small businesses and startups because I know that they inspire people, they bring people hope, and the economic freedom that comes with having a successful business just opens up more opportunities for so many people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so do you have, if that's the big vision, do you have goals that you're trying to hit that are kind of more like incremental, tangible in the next year, two years, three years? Yeah. So when I think about my clients, who my clients are and what they're trying to do, I'm very selective about the companies that I choose. And I'll tell you about three of them. Uh, one of my clients is the health and wellness company that I mentioned, uh, One in One Life. And what I really like about them is that they're trying to um, make wellness more accessible to more people. And by that, I mean uh, the wellness industry, the wellness community uh, sometimes feels um, less inclusive than it could be. And so we're creating a space where uh, people can feel comfortable, where the content resonates with you, um, uh, like with people of color and with others, um, so that you have access to the same information and you don't you don't feel excluded. Uh, so that's a really exciting project. It's a startup that has uh, some significant funding behind it. And we're doing some really amazing things that uh, some of which I can't tell you about, but you'll find out in about a year or so. Uh, another of my clients, complete opposite end of the spectrum is a small business. They're called Majestic Awnings. And what they do is they install awnings and pergolas. They basically create outdoor space for people's homes, restaurants, golf clubs, et cetera. So if you think about what we just went through, this pandemic and the lockdown that followed, what we achieved is we were creating outdoor space for, let's say, restaurants, meaning that they could serve more people, even though they were only allowed to be at 25 or 50% capacity. We were doing a tremendous, in my opinion, we were doing a tremendous service to those small businesses and to their customers. And uh, the last project I'll tell you about um, is, uh, is a really interesting one. Uh, you'll actually have him on your show, uh, Larry Sharp. I help him with uh, a bunch of stuff. He's got his podcast, The Sharp Way, that I'm sure he'll tell you about. And one of the projects that I'm helping him with uh, and I won't cover it too much because I want to make sure that he has something 
to talk about too. <laughs> but I, I'm helping him produce a book and his book is called On Happiness. So you can imagine what that book is about and what we're trying to achieve with it. So those are some of the things that I work on. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. I love it. So I know we've talked a little bit about what kind of what the thing that motivated you to put you on this path towards your dreams was your burnout, right? That was kind of your first step. But if there was one event that you could kind of trace it all back to one day, one like thought process that you were having um, around that burnout, just kind of take us through that a little bit. Hmm. Um, well, I can tell you a couple of things. If we can talk about the burnout and then we can even go further back if you want to. Sure. So when I think about the burnout, uh, there are no topics that are off limits here, right? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're about to say something really crazy. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, I do say crazy stuff, but I, I try to uh, govern myself. So around the time when I had my burnout, maybe, maybe a year or two afterwards, uh, I was ready for finding that purpose again. And it just so happened at that time that uh, I'm going to bring up his name again. Uh, Larry Sharp was running for governor of New York. And I really liked his message and what he stood for. And I said, you know what, I could get involved in this campaign. And so I, I got involved in his campaign for governor and it's a third party. So uh, we, didn't, we didn't win the governorship, that didn't happen, but we achieved a lot. And part of what we achieved was we actually, myself included, we gave a lot of people that sense of purpose. They felt like they were part of a community. We were part of something bigger. We were try, trying to achieve something good for our state for the people around us, for our families, all of that. And working on that campaign just really helped me get my sense of purpose back. And then somewhere in there was when I started taking on clients again, where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm ready. I can start saying yes to people and, and working. And one of those clients was the health and wellness company, uh, One in One Life. And I said, you know what? this is something that I can get into because I'm helping people. And in fact, I knew that I had mental health issues. Uh, I had gained a lot of weight. I had, um, I mean, you can imagine how an entrepreneur that goes through burnout, like the feelings of depression, all of those things. I went through all of that. Uh, being able to work with a health and wellness company, I can't express how much joy that brought me because I knew that number one, all of this content that we were producing and, and we produce like anywhere between 50 and hundred articles a month on, on wellness, which is a lot. All of this content that we're producing, number one, I was working on it. So I was reading stuff that was inspiring me. I actually lost about 25 pounds since I started working with them. And number two, we were helping so many other people get through whatever it is they had to get through, whether it was a weight loss uh, journey, or mental health issues or any of that stuff. So I would say those two uh, column clients were really instrumental in helping me find myself again and helping me find my sense of purpose again. And then there were plenty of other 
clients that that I've worked with since that time. I, I know that you're into real estate um, in a significant way. So I've also got a, um, I don't know if I can mention them on your show, but I, I have a, uh, a real estate education client that I work with. It's a, it's a small public company and we're bringing it back to life. And the whole idea there is just the same exact thing. If we can help people find success in, in real estate, they can transform their lives. So yeah, those are some of the things that I work on. Yeah, for sure. And some of the things that helped me, uh, that helped me find that sense of purpose again. Now, if we go back, if we go back to, let's say 1995, because I'm an old man, okay? We're in 1995, um, actually let's go back before that, okay? 1992, graduated high school, okay? Like I said, I'm an old man. Graduated high school in the 90s and, you know, my parents, did the best they could with me. Uh, my dad was a Vietnam vet, met my mom in Vietnam. I was born right before the fall of Saigon. And we were so fortunate to be able to get out of there before everything ended. And we came to the United States. We stayed with uh, my grandparents at the time. And it was hard. If you can imagine, my dad was a combat veteran. He didn't have all of the skills and resources that he could have had he chosen a different path. My mom was an immigrant from a war-torn country. She didn't have a whole lot either. And so we struggled, we struggled a lot. But what we did have was, was hope. And my parents, they wanted the best for me and my siblings. and they believed, you know what, if, if we just instill the value of getting a good education in our kids, then they've got a shot. And, and they did that. We, we, all, um, we all made it in our different ways. What I would say, though, is that the dream that they were sold wasn't 100% accurate. Because when I, when I went to college, I started out with a, uh, I was studying computer science. And then I, I had some uh, challenges at the time. My, my mom actually died of cancer um, after my sophomore year of college. So I took a year off. I came home. Um, we did a lot of family stuff. And it was really hard for me to recover from that. I was a kid, you know, tw- I mean, to some people, yeah, 20, 21, that's an adult. When I look back, I, I feel like I was a kid. Yeah, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You understand that it's it's just a relative thing. I, I, I don't mean I, anything negative by it. I, so I was in my early 20s. I lost my mom. It was devastating. And I I almost didn't go back to school. I, I almost didn't go back. But my I knew that it was important for my parents. I knew it was important for my mom. So if I could give her that, it would at least relieve maybe some of some of what we all went through, especially her. Um, So I reapplied to college, I I went back to school, but I didn't follow the computer science track, I wasn't in the right frame of mind. And I said, you know what, maybe, why don't I study psychology, because 
that'll help me get through this thing I'm going through. And so my degree was in psychology. Uh, I graduated with my bachelor's, but I had so much debt at the time. And I was like, you know, I'm not one of those kids who can just go straight, straight into grad school and get my PhD and live happily ever after. That wasn't happening for me. So I went straight to work. I started temping for different companies, uh, worked on paying down my debt. And I realized after a few years of that, like, this sucks, man. Like, this isn't what I want to do with my life. And all that money and all that time that I spent going to school, studying something that I couldn't even apply to my career path, I would have been better off choosing a different direction. Uh, now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with college. College is an amazing thing. There are great institutions. There are many people who have done exceptionally well because of what they studied. I just wasn't one of those people. And so I had to reboot my life. And I remember I used to walk to work from the trains. This was in Manhattan. I would walk 20 minutes from the train station to the office and do my um, do my job. And and I. I would literally have this mantra going in my head, like, how can I make money? <laughs> how can I do better? Like, that was all I could think about because I wasn't making what I thought I should be making at the time. And uh, that was part of what inspired me to just do something. And what also inspired me was at my last uh let's call it full-time job before I started my company. Again, I was really fortunate. I, I worked directly with the CFO of that company. They were a, a real estate, uh, not, excuse me, not real estate, a, um, an architectural firm. They, if you could think of the top five real estate developers in Manhattan in the nineties and the early two thousands, they were all our clients. And so I worked at that firm and I was really fortunate in that I worked directly with the CFO of the company, very successful, very smart guy. And I had, I had a moment where I was very vulnerable about the fact that I didn't think my life was going to go where I wanted it to go. And, and I expressed this to him and I'm like, his name's Jeff. I'm like, Jeff, I don't see my life being what I really want it to be. I know I can do more, but I don't see how I can get there. And he gave me advice that was against his own interests because me working there helped him achieve what he needed to achieve, but he was a good person. And he said, you know what? You need to carve your own path. You need to figure stuff out. And he even told me a story about how when, whenever he hit a plateau at a job, it was time to move on and he would find another job somewhere else. And that's how he would get his bump because oftentimes you get, you get stuck when you stay at one company. And what I took that as I, I actually, I tried interviewing at different places, but I wasn't really good at interviewing. That wasn't part of my skill set at the time. And so I said, okay, this interview stuff isn't working. Finding a new job is really hard. Maybe it'll be easier if I just create a new company, <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the easy thing to do. That's the answer. And so it just so happened that one of my buddies was um, 
he was laid off from an investment bank at the time. And so he didn't know what he was going to do either. So we got together and we were like, okay, let's start a company. What can we do? And at the time, Netflix was really starting to uh, hit its tipping point. And we said, okay, maybe we can do something like that. And so we explored um, uh, inventory that Netflix didn't carry. And that was our niche. And we made a successful business and it was hard, but we were able to sell it. And I found a new career path. And, and that was an amazing transformative experience because it, it helped me get out of the employee mindset. Uh, I wasn't fully out of it. I, I actually had a couple of, you could call them full-time jobs after that, but it helped me start my path towards just having more of an ownership mindset. And I think that having an ownership mindset is really good, not just for business owners, but for people who work at companies. If you really own your job, you can do so much more and you become so much more valuable to your employer and to your customers. So I would say that was also a very transformative experience. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. And so I know that that was a little bit before all the burnout stuff, but I think that was really critical in understanding, you know, I always call it the next first step. Like, we're always taking next steps, but I often feel like we're taking next first steps because we're always trying something new, always like getting on a new horizon. And so, yeah, man, I like that you went all the way back to that. I appreciate that. And I think there was a lot of yeah. value there for the listeners because, you know, a lot of us are young or feel stuck or, and we need that. We need that advice. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Yep. If you feel stuck, guess what? You get to start over tomorrow. So if you have that mindset, you can do anything in my view. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Eric Thomas. I don't know if you know who that is, but he always says, uh, start making the rest of your life, the best of your life. You know, there you go. I really like that. So awesome. Yeah. Well, if there was one type of person, that you can meet right now that would help you take the next step towards helping as many people as you can find their path to happiness. Who would that person be and how would they do it? Wow. That's a really challenging question. <laughs> if, if I could find a person who could help me find my path to happiness or help others find their paths to happiness. Help you achieve the next step in your dream, which you had as find, help other people find their path to happiness, but I'm sure that also incorporates your path to happiness. So both. Yeah. You know what I would say is I would really like to meet the next member of my team. So in other words, when I, before I had my burnout, I, I just wasn't leading my team in the right way. And I was, essentially touching all of the accounts. And if you can imagine, I had like 50 clients I was servicing. It's a lot. And, and for one person to try to touch all of those accounts every week, it's impossible. Can't be done. So uh, if I found the next person to add to my team who can help me scale 
where I can empower them uh, with a sense of ownership and a sense of leadership, um, and where I can show them that the work that they do really matters, that would be an amazing person for me to meet. Uh, I am at a I'm at a crossroads right now where I have a really good life. Um, I'm very fortunate with the clients that I have. And I can now make a decision. Do I stay with uh, a handful of clients that pay very well and uh, bring me that sense of purpose? Uh, and I can make a very good living at it. Or do I want to take another shot at making something bigger? And I'm dabbling with the idea of maybe scaling again. I just want to do it right this time. And what that really means is going a little bit slower and bringing in people at a pace that is sustainable and uh, training them and empowering them and, and just really giving them ownership. Uh, that, that could make it better that could make it easier for me to achieve that next step for myself. Awesome. Awesome. And so if you were to describe this person, this next person on your team, how would you describe them? Other, I know you said you want to empower them with ownership and leadership and that you want to let them know that their work matters, but they're also bringing stuff to the table. So what type of person are they? That's a really good question. Um, they would definitely need to have tough skin because uh, I'm not an abusive person. I do my best not to do that. And if, if I'm uh, firm with my feedback, I try to make a point of um, uh, making, people, making people feel better afterwards to let them know that it's not about them, that it's situational. Sometimes that happens. We get stressed out and, and we have to, um, we just have to make amends if, if we express that um, in a way that's just not healthy. And then I got to go and I got to meditate some more and do all the stoicism stuff. <laughs> what I will say is that uh, if, if I found a person who was uh, really open-minded about the way that things get done, uh, that would be amazing. So in other words, uh, I'll give you an example. I just hired a project manager. She's leading uh, several people on my team. And um, she's very good at understanding that um, we, have to, we have to balance different clients and um and understanding that different members on the team work in different ways and we have to work with each individual according to what works best for them and so i, I would say that flexibility is probably a really good characteristic uh, of this next person meaning that she's very flexible in the sense that she knows how to work with me when um when we bring new clients or when we have uh, time sensitive projects and she knows how to communicate those needs to the team and, and to work with each individual um, so that they can be their best selves. Um, I, I don't know if that fully answered your question, but maybe it brings us closer. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, that's great. I love it. Um, awesome. So what is the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you take that next step in accomplishing your dream? That, that everyday people can do? Yep. Just like the people listening to this podcast, your neighbors, you know, the people at the, the like grocery store. <laughs> All right. Well, the first thing you can do is connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sure you'll have my, my name and my link on the podcast, uh, C-O-N-S-O-R-T-E, Dennis. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on there. If you see that I post stuff that you find interesting, please engage with it, even if you disagree. I, I like having open communications with people. I like um, testing my ideas, and sometimes I'm wrong. So please do engage me on LinkedIn. And I would say, be your best self. So again, tomorrow is the beginning of the rest of your life. Do something that matters. Do something that when you end your day, you can say, you know what, I, I achieved something small today or something big. And you can feel good about that. If, if you move towards becoming your best self, that, that would make me super happy. Awesome. I love it. I love it. And so now we're going to move into our thriving three. And these are just three things that you do, you know, how you take in information, how you care for yourself, which I think we already touched on a little bit, and action you're taking to execute. So the first question I have is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Can I, can I list four books really quickly? Go for it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to list two books that are already published. Uh, the first one is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Great book. It's an oldie but goodie, and I've read it multiple times. Every once in a while, I go back to it when I know that I need to. My takeaway from it is that it, it helps you move from having a dependent mindset into becoming independent and then interdependent, which is an amazing thing. If if you're not ready for all of that, uh, another great, much shorter book is The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. He's one of my connections on LinkedIn. You, you look like you want to say something. Go ahead. I just love that book. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. It's actually, it's an, I'm a, so part of my audience that I want to build is like an audience of super connectors that hear somebody's dreaming goal, wants to connect them to the person they need to meet to make things happen. I'm pretty sure I got the concept either from The Go-Giver or from another book written by Bob Berg or both. So Yeah, he's an amazing guy and he's very accessible. So if you're not already connected with him on LinkedIn, definitely connect with him. Uh, super, super guy. And he's very active on there. Uh, my favorite part of that book is the law of compensation, which just means that your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. And so... That's just a really good thing to keep in mind. Uh, two other books, really quickly. First one is uh, a book that I'm working on with, with my friend and client, Larry Sharp, called On Happiness. And you can ask him about the different, um, call them dimensions of happiness that he came up with for this book. Um, and then the second book that I'm working on with another client uh, is uh, my friend and client, Pike Larson. He... Um, He's going through a weight loss journey. He was, he was over 300 pounds 
and he had a heart attack in his early 30s when he was living in China. And so the book that we're producing is all about how he had to get his head straight and he had that moment where he almost died in his 30s. And, and it's, it's just such an incredible story how he survived um, uh, being in China. Like it, it wasn't easy for him. Uh, so that, that's another book that, that I'm working on with a client. Does it have a title? I think I missed it. No, not yet. Not oh, yet. Gotcha. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't titled it yet, but we're working on it. And um, yeah, you can just check him out on social media. His name's Hike Larson. Uh, everything's brand new, so you're not going to find much. But eventually, there will be a title, and I'll be writing all about it. Love it. Love it. Okay, what's one way you like to care for yourself? I go for walks. Uh, I try to walk uh, probably, let's say, 12-ish miles a week. I, I usually hit that target. I thought you were about to say a day. I was like, dang. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. One of my friends runs marathons, and every day he's posting his uh, – he's got one of those apps, and he posts his stats on Facebook. And, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy for him, but I'm like, man, like, let me just walk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. So I go for walks and sometimes I use them just for walking meditations and other times I, I use them for meetings. So oftentimes if I know I have a, a meeting that's not um, uh, where I don't have to worry too much about, let's say, background noise, uh, then I'll go for a walk and I'll call somebody up or, or have a Zoom conference or something while I'm walking so I can achieve multiple things. Awesome. I love it. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take right now to keep going towards your dream of making as many people um, live their happiest life? Hmm. It's a really good question. I would say that I really just need to continue thinking about why the work I do matters and one action step I'm actually taking tomorrow. Uh, about every quarter, I work with my team to figure out, and I do this for clients too, uh, to figure out why we do what we do. So we go through our mission, vision, core values, all that stuff to figure out why we're here so that the, the team feels a real sense of ownership. And uh, and I believe that these things should be flexible. What, what we think we're doing today may not be what we're doing tomorrow. So uh, that's one action step that I'm taking. Awesome. Sounds good. I love it. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, I, I think this was great. Uh, again, easiest way to find me is just connect with me on LinkedIn, Dennis Consorte. Uh, if you want to see some of uh, my opinions out there, then just go to DennisConsorte.com. You can find some different TV interviews I've done and uh, some magazine quotes and stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. And if you were listening to this podcast and you liked what Dennis had to say, like he just said, make sure to connect with him. Also, if you know the next member of his team, send them his way and make that connection and just make sure that we can help Dennis with his dreams and you can do that by being your best self and helping those around you.
to be your best self. So the last thing we're going to ask you to do, like always, send this podcast to somebody who needs it, somebody who needs to hear Dennis's story and hear how he came out on the other side, because there's definitely somebody out there who does need to hear it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Dennis, thank you for being on the show. We're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.